Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Well, it's time to talk some tennis because it's getting very interesting over there in the US Open and with a vocal Tiger Woods in the supporters box, Serena Williams is turning back the clock at the US Open, beating number two seed Annette Contevay, 7-6-2-6-6-2 to advance to the next round at Flushing Meadow. There are two Kiwis flying the flag as well, uh, in the doubles in particular, with Michael Venus and Eric Routleth uh, safely through the early stages. And on the ground in New York is tennis uh, pundit Dave Worsley for us. He joins us now on SENZ in the mornings. Um, and uh, I understand you're, you're going through some pretty harrowing times there with some raccoons in the press box. Uh yeah, we've got raccoons in the walls here, and uh, there's a lot of wires in the walls. Uh, and I'm just waiting for them to chew through it so you might end up with no TV, no streaming, no nothing, or no meat. Now, uh, we've got photos of them. They look really kind of cute, aside from the rabies. Uh, so we've got that. We've got walls falling down. We had um, flooding without any rain. I don't know how that happens, but it did. Um, yeah, the Arthur Ashe Stadium looks fantastic from the outside, but up here in the broadcast area, it's... <laughs> It's just hilarious. There's so many things that don't work. It's just brilliant. That is amazing. Absolutely fantastic to hear that. It's not absolute luxury for you there. Gosh, I can hear some applause in the background. So uh, obviously some great tennis action going on at the moment. But certainly the Serena Williams farewell party, um, they haven't lit the candles yet. No, they haven't, because they're about to come on the courts in just a moment. That's what you were hearing. Uh, Let's just wait for it. You'll hear a big roar in a minute, because... What's the first that I've ever seen it that doubles has led a night session? That's just nuts. I mean, we're going to have doubles instead of Nadal playing first against Fognini. No, no, sorry, you're second, mate, because we have uh, this uh, pair of Venus and Serena, two times winners here. Uh, they're going to come out and play against uh, two players that people are going to go, who the heck are they? Well, actually, there's two Czechs, uh, Lucy uh, Hadeka and uh, Linda Noskova. Hadeka, a very good player in her own right. They're going to take on the Williams sisters, uh, with a combined age of about 80 or 90, no, I said actually 82, yeah, 82, and uh, that is the start of the night session. So it's great for doubles, and uh, it's great for uh, tennis here in the United States. It is great, um, and it is going to be a party win, lose, or draw for both of them, I would imagine. Uh, but that was a pretty uh, inclusive performance. Uh, she's not going to go with, without a fight. And uh, next up, she's got uh, Tom Linovich because she eliminated the second seed. She might just uh, go a little bit further, Dave. Yeah, well, I predicted that she wouldn't make it past Kontovit, but that was a fantastic contest. Uh, Kontovit, the second seed, who hits the ball hard. I mean, real hard. She didn't, you know, give it away either. You know, we were three all in the first set. That's when I thought there might be uh, Serena could be just suffering a little bit. She could have a bit of a struggle because there was just a couple of really, really long games. But, you know, she proved me wrong, proved everybody wrong. 
and uh, then dropped uh, the next but came back and won the third quite convincingly. It was probably her best match that she's played for, well, maybe four or five years. I mean, she hasn't played much in the last two years, obviously, but maybe five years. I've never seen her actually play that well. Uh, she, she actually moved well. She was focused. She was hitting the ball well. And Contivit, you know, was hitting the ball hard back at us. So, it, uh, yeah, it was a good match. But the next round against Tomjanovic, uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Um, we spoke to Tomjanovic, myself, and a few Aussie journos. And she said she didn't want to see Serena t- retire without having played her. Except she didn't want to play her on centre court. This was a couple of days ago. And now she said, well, gee, it's going to be interesting. And it will be interesting. That'll probably be the uh, night match, the first night match tomorrow as well. So Serena's just taken over the night matches. Forget about anybody else. So Contavet is gone. Sakari is gone. Badosa is gone. That's seeds two, three, and four by my reckoning. Now, what are we looking at now on the women's side of the draw? Bearing in mind, we're only in week one still. <laughs> yeah, well, we're only on day, what is it, four? Uh, yeah, it is day four. So it's, uh, yeah, everybody's just about gone, except there is one person at the top of the at top of the order there, and she just happens to be the world number one, and she just happened to have, uh, what was it, 37 wins in a row earlier this year. That is uh, Iga Schwercheck, and uh, she played a pretty good convincing game against a former champ, Sloane Stevens today. So she is through to the third round. Uh, yeah, Muga Roos is still there, Kvitova. Uh, actually, one player to watch out for, although she is in the same quarter as Schwerter, is uh, Jessica Pagula, the uh, American. Uh, she's a pretty decent player and number eight in the world. Uh, Sabalink, I think she came through, although she's not going to go too far. Yeah, Coco Goff actually is probably your other bet because she's in the other half of the draw. And there you go. You can hear a little bit of a cheer coming through. There'll be the Williams sisters coming onto the court. Now, we don't even sure have a full is. crowd just yet. They're still outside. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. The crowds are making their way in. They're buying their $18 bottle uh, glass, not bottle, glass of wine. You know, I'll come back poor. Um, luckily, I found some cheap bars, so it's okay. I'll be all right. Uh, yeah, so it's um, you've got <laughs> really Coco Goff is probably the main rival in the second half of the draw to actually possibly make it through. No fairy tale this year for Emma Raducanu. Uh, Naomi Osaka is gone as well. Um, without so much as uh, a whimper, what, what's been said about uh, about that? Anything? Well, none of those matches actually surprised me. Osaka, her form has been just rubbish. Uh, mentally, well, you know, she's not there. I don't know where she is. Uh, so for her to lose uh, to Danielle Collins, who was the Australian Open uh, finalist this year, um, you know, as a competitive player, a real top 20 player all the time. You know, that was not really a surprise to me. And then Raducanu losing to uh, Elise Cornet. Raducanu just had a good couple of tournaments, but Elise Cornet is the very dramatic drama queen French woman who is a bit of a veteran, a bit of a veteran at taking down players who are younger because they just don't know how to, what to do with her. She's always, you know, screaming on the ground, calling for a trainer, uh, calling for the referee, and that's just in the first couple of games. You know, you've got to get through the emotion of her, and if you can, well, that's great. But, yeah, that was not a surprise to me. And, I, you know, Raducanu's 19. Uh, how she did it last year, Leila Fernandez made it to the second round, I think, or first round, she went as well. So perhaps it just shows how remarkable it was her performance to win last year as, uh, as an 18-year-old coming through, uh, you know, from nowhere. Uh, you know, the, the year, I wouldn't say it's still young, but she still has plenty of time on her side if she can get over things mentally. 
I'm the gentleman's side of the draw, and I say that in typical Wimbledon fashion, but it, uh, with it, the US Open. We have lost Tsitsipas, uh, the number four seed, but we still have uh, the remainder there, Medvedev, uh, Alcaraz, uh, we've got the Nadal, Rude, and we have a fellow by the name of Andy Murray making some noise. Yes, yeah, so Muzz out there with his um, you know, bionic hip. Uh, I don't know which number it is that he's had now, but you know he's he's out there. He's playing pretty well, actually. He's quite pleased with uh, where his body's at. Uh, Cam Norrie as well, the South African Kiwi American Scott something. Uh, yeah, he's out there, top ten player and playing okay. Uh, my thing that I'm potentially looking forward to is if they win tomorrow, uh, Medvedev and Kyrgios, they're going to face off in the fourth round. Now that would be cool because Medvedev, you know, is this fantastic defending champ and has been pretty quiet so far so that's good Kyrgios has played really great tennis he even said that he doesn't know who he is because he's so focused on tennis since Wimbledon and during Wimbledon that he's so focused on tennis he is eating well he's sleeping he's doing everything that a professional player should be and he's struggling with that he's struggling to actually be himself he said I I don't know who I am which is Kind of good, I guess. He also is, um, he made the great comments, and I, I agree with him, that um, you know, all he can do is smell dope being smoked. It's legal here in New York, and it's not like it's sold out of stores. It seems to be that everybody's selling it, smoking it, including all the construction guys that I walk past are on the job smoking it, and it's pretty much everywhere. And he's like, I'm out in the court, and I'm smelling dope. I'm smelling joints being smoked. This is weird. So, you know, I'm the player that would recognise that and actually say it would be Nick Kyrgios, of course. OK, uh, let's look at uh, the doubles, the Kiwi doubles um, exponents. Uh, both started off uh, quite nicely. Yeah, they did. Uh, you know, Michael Venus and Tim Pugut's uh, fourth seed. Uh, they had a tough uh, first rounder against, uh, was it... Uh, Gublev and uh, I think it was um, Martin. Uh, They won through in three sets, so that was a good start for them. And then in the women's draw, it was uh, Erin Routliff and her regular partner Rosolska coming through in straight sets, albeit a very weird score all over the place. Uh, So, yeah, through to the second round for both. Uh, And then Mike Venice won his uh, mixed match with uh, Perez from Australia uh, over Jamie Murray, actually. Uh, Considering that Jamie Murray had twice beaten... Uh, Mike Venus in the actual final here on centre court. Uh, so that was quite a nice one there for him to win that. A little bit of extra cash. Uh, at the moment, Erin Routliff is out on court playing her first round mix as an alternate. Uh, lost the first set in a tie break, but up in the second. So, yeah, they're out amongst it. Uh, the two Kiwi players, uh, they're both, uh, well, certainly Mike feels that the US Open is a bit of a zoo, and it is. And that's a nice way of putting it. And that's not just the raccoons, it's crazy out there. Uh, it really is crazy on the outside courts, let alone crazy on the main court. Dave, a little bit of debate uh, raging uh, in the, the women's side of things. Greatest of all time, Serena Williams, Margaret Court. I think it's uh, the greatest of this time period because how can you compare someone who would have used a wooden racket, played as an amateur and then as professional, albeit or was basically semi-professional, against someone who's played in a uh, technological era with rackets and everything else, uh, been able to video, analyse her game, and then through to social media. How can you compare the two? Uh, we can appreciate so, the two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we can appreciate the two, but we cannot compare them fully. Aside from if you want to do just straight numbers, and even then I don't think that works. 
Who are the characters in the press box, Dave, apart from the raccoons? I mean, does McEnroe put his head in the, inside the press box at any point? Yeah, well, I'm actually upstairs in the broadcast booth. At the moment, I have this this particular part to myself. It's quite nice, actually. Um, I've got a great view, and, uh, you know, I've got a fridge, and I've got a few other things. Uh, down along the uh, hallway, we've got, uh, well, the BBC have moved down to the other end this time. Um, yeah, there, there's a, I put the elevator up with Lindsay Davenport, just have a chat sometimes. Uh, you know, there's a, a few other players. Uh, McEnroe is down in a lower area most of the time. But yeah, I just, you know, I kind of gotten used to it so many times that I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I see a few of the players, quite a few. And, uh, you know, Mary Jeff Fernandez wandering around. She's one of the key uh, commentators. But yeah, Lindsay Davenport's always one of the nice mumsy sort of uh, people. She's She's really lovely. But yeah, in the in the media, Matt Spielander, you know, see him a lot. He's he's a really nice guy. I mean, he won, won eight Grand Slams. Uh, should have won the gold, uh, Grand Slam in the 1988. Won three out of four. You know, you you see a few of those sort of guys just worrying about. I've got to say, I actually almost take no notice. I sound really blasé, don't I? You do actually, because uh, and you you would have commentated the whole of uh, and, and followed the whole of. Serena's career. Uh, I mean, you've been around, uh, and yeah. I don't mean disparaging. I remember when I she. Want to, I don't want to be rude here, Dave, but you have been around no, quite be a rude. while. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm no, okay. Fine. You so can be you, rude you, about her as well. Um, no, you, no, you've commentated. Sure. You've been around as long as Richard Williams. Uh, <laughs> just about. Um, gee, now I'm really getting old. No, no, he's older than me. Uh, but the thing is, I remember when uh, Serena and Venus came down to Sydney, and I was uh, doing the ATP event there, and um, these two. Well, both pretty lanky at that stage. Uh, teenagers were there saying, people saying, watch out for this. I was working for the ATP at that stage, but the WTA communications person said, oh, look, um, can you just stand here with these two girls for a moment? Don't let them move. I'm like, okay. Um, oh, yeah, I hear these two are pretty good. And then I just spoke to them briefly. They didn't say much. They were pretty young. And then I had to go and look after Martina Hingis instead. The WTA said, oh, can you just help us out with this? Take it for interviews. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll leave those other two with you. And um, they were, you know, they were young, like, you know, 17 or whatever. And it was like, I think they were coming to Australia for their first ever Grand Slam. And uh, what was that, 1998 or something like that. So, yeah, I got to see them then and got to see them practice and thought, okay, they can hit the ball hard, but can they hit it in? And they did. Okay, they did. And they hit it in very hard and they hit them very often. Yep. And uh, they made a, uh, a crap load of money out of doing that just, uh, as, just by the by as well. Uh, are you missing Novak Djokovic? Is anyone missing him? Uh, you know, because it's been the Serena show, I don't think he's missed at the moment. When Serena, if, when, whatever, she loses, the attention will switch to, okay, who do we look at next? And the woman's draw kind of fades away. So you look at the men's, you've got Medvedev, you've got a guy called Nadal still there. Uh, I remember no Federer, uh, no other real American players that are going to come through. So that's when we may say, gee, yeah, we are missing uh, Djokovic. You know, the, the bizarre thing was that he played here last year in the final, remember? And and he lost to Medvedev in five. Uh, then he wasn't allowed to play in the Australian Open. And Medvedev got booed there, unfortunately. That was a real shame, you know, no fault of his. Then Medvedev wasn't allowed to play at Wimbledon, but Djokovic was. Does this make any sense? No. You know, Medvedev can't have his flag next to his name. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't live in Russia anyway. But this is the bizarreness of politics, sports, sports and politics and just stupid professionalism. It is. It is absolutely bizarre. Uh, Dave, um, it sounds like an eventful uh, week one. 
Um, we will endeavour to try and catch up with you in uh, week two. Are you still handling you know, the social side of uh, the US Open like you used to? Is it getting too tough? Uh, well, yeah, well, you know, I'll see tonight. There's a great dive bar that uh, some of us may accidentally um, have found. Uh, yeah, I, I did actually visit the uh, the infirmary, the hospital type of thing here at the bottom of um, Arthur Ashe Stadium as well. But um, that's another story. Okay, we won't go any further. We'll just uh, look forward to talking to you again later on in the tournament, and uh, we'll keep it under wraps. It is uh, <laughs> Dave Worsley. As always, we'll leave you. Uh, go back to the Williams sisters. Ignore us. Go on. Go back to the Williams sisters. All right, I will. Yeah, they're, they're waiting for me. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.